Welcome to the Drunk Guys Book Club, where books aren't just for school, where book clubs aren't just for women, and we're going to polish off these beers. (laughs) (laughs) I'm Mike. I'm Nate. I'm Jimmy. And we're the Drunk Guys, and this week we are reading The Last Wish, which is the first Witcher book by Andrzej Sapkowski, and uh, starting with a beer. This is by Killsborough. This guy kills a lot of shit. It's called Sleight of Hand, the double dry hopped, double IPA, 8.5% alcohol. It's made with Vic Secret, Motuka, and Mosaic. What? Vic Secret? Vic Secret? A vapor rub? Vic Secret. <laughs> <laughs> I don't what? know what that is. It's a type of hop. Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah, it's, 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 uh, it's also what people who are really like in the know call Victoria's Secret. <laughs> oh, yeah. See, a line of joke I know we have made before. This yeah, is a I fine just, double I this is fine. Nothing incredible about it. Nothing uncredible. Yeah, it's pretty decent. Killsburgers. Nice stuff. I have to go. We have to try to go there one day. Find a book with a lot of killing in it. <laughs> in a burrow. It's a lot of books. Killing a lot of donkeys would be perfect for kills. <laughs> oh, it's Killsborough. Probably right? like, a, like one of the Cormac McCarthy <laughs> Western books. All the pretty horses. <laughs> <laughs> Except they weren't horses. <laughs> Plot twist. So the this is the you know the Witcher show on Netflix. This is the series that inspired that. This book was first published in 1993 and was translated into English in 2007. And uh, it From is the Cran. <laughs> so the, should we even explain the Polish jokes that we're gonna say? We're just leave them in. Just just people like why are they why are they doing that? <laughs> So yeah, it wasn't written in crayon. It was actually a series of macaroni pictures, but (laughs) but with a pierogi for the main character. Uh, So the main character is is it Geralt? 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 Have you guys watched the show? I I played the game. Oh, you know there was fucking. I mean, I don't know anything. I don't know. They made the show because the game is big. Oh, okay. So Geralt of Rivia is a Witcher. And in this world, that is a magical monster bounty hunter. And this book is really a series of short stories with a very shitty frame story. It's kind of like those Ray Bradbury fix-up novels. Yeah. You know, where you just put a little thing in between. And the story is... a guy with a lot of tattoos. Yeah. Well, here it's... (laughs) He's hurt. Like, you can't go do anything anymore. How about you tell me some stories? Okay. Like, that's the frame. As he's recovering from an injury from his one of his episodes of being cool, he's kind of like a combination of like James Bond and uh, Strider from fucking uh, Lord of the Rings. <laughs> yeah, this this book suffers from the sci-fi problem of being written by fucking nerds, where it's like a cool guy who bangs the hot ladies without any effort. Except instead of sci-fi, it's uh, wizards and monsters well the guy had to slip them his kielbasa so <laughs> yeah. the ladies are into that <laughs> so um we can go through each story quickly i mean i did take some notes on some of these but uh, kinda... uh apparently i mean we did this book because from what i understand a bunch of these short stories and this were actually became episodes of the show not that I've actually seen the show. This is just what it said at the end of the Wikipedia article. Well, this this book was basically served as a way to introduce us to the character of Geralt and the world in which this stuff takes place, and like how we're like a very loose bit of how it all works and the kind of world it is, which is you know a normal fantasy world, except it's what it's known for is mainly being not as cut and dry good and evil as a lot of fantasy stuff tends to be where there's like everyone's like a hyper trope of like this is the good guys and these are the bad guys and it's because this is the way it works and this one there's mostly Everything, gray everyone's areas. just kind of shitty except Geralt tries to do the right thing wait, wait so sometimes is this, this is a fantasy novel <laughs> this, yes <laughs> but what it's also known for is like even when he tries to do the right thing or like he tries to save someone there are often unintended consequences that make things worse. And like, you know, he tries to save a kid and that kid ends up, you know, actually being a monster who murders her entire family. Some weird shit like that. So things are not darker, but kind of darker, but they're not as like 
it's it's not as goofy as fantasy can be sometimes. One thing I notice is that there's a lot of oblique mentions to of uh, like existing fairy tales. Definitely, there yeah. are yeah, but like, a lot of these monsters in it are taken from. But local also, but folklore. also, just throwaway lines like or throwaway entire stories. <laughs> well, that's a throwaway book, but <laughs> to get to the end. But there's a part where he says, uh, you know, remember Zivalaza, blah, 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 who became the queen of Metina with the help of the gnome Rumpelstilt in return for pro- and promised her his, her firstborn. Or yeah. there's another thing about... Well, the whole second the story whole is... The Beast. There's a Beauty and the, the Beauty Beast. The Beauty and the Beast story, The whole yeah. third story is Snow White. Is it? I didn't even catch She that. gets cast out by her evil stepmother and joins the seven gnomes and ends up being a... Well, except in this one, she becomes a, she becomes a bandit. And kills everybody. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. I didn't, try count, to kill I didn't poison count. Apple. <laughs> I didn't count how many goons there were. Um, <laughs> so the first story though, I really like because he gets, you know, you have no, no idea what's. I had no idea what was happening. It kicks you real hard into the world of these things here are fucked up because there's a lot of like dead and malformed babies. Yeah. So he has. There's like a a child that was born from incest, but after an eclipse, and it's like a mutant unborn thing that. Comes out the of eclipse its babies are in the fourth story. This is just an incest baby. Uh, is it? That was the eclipse was there. I'm getting confused. Fine, it's just the incest baby. But some of it really, it's like someone cast a spell on it. Of course, you know, incest is fine. Uh, it's just it's the spells that are the problem. It is if your sister is. <laughs> she, she's so, fine. Yeah. <laughs> and so you find out through this first story that Geralt is a witcher, and a witcher is a basically guy who fights with a sword and has but also can do some magic like he's not a wizard but he can do some spells or he can deflect spells he has, or... he has limited magical abilities that are he has like five or six very specific things he can do but mostly of his hand. job mostly his job is to hunt monsters to hunt down monsters and he tries for to, money he tries to get people to pay him for that and a monster he didn't hunt down but really should have uh, would you say would be a strudel goblin? <laughs> That's probably one of the later books. I think you want to you capture those alive. You want to <laughs> put them to work for you, <laughs> or do they just like terrorize strudels? They live next to the Keebler elves. They're the, the sworn enemy of the Keebler elves. <laughs> uh, this is Strudel Goblin by Fifth Hammer, a beer I had on uh, like three years ago and haven't had since then. I think we had one. Ask Goblin Oh my god, it might have been. <laughs> I, I, mm. that would have been too good. <laughs> this is a sour ale with raspberry, peach, and lactose. Lactose, and it is five point five percent alcohol, and it is very nice, very fruity. Um, definitely raspberry and peach. Yeah, I like it. Much like Geralt likes killing monsters, because he's going around. And they're like, hey, there's a monster here you need to kill. And besides killing them, he's also like a walking uh, Encyclopedia Britannica or a Microsoft Encarta of <laughs> monsters that he needs to know what they are, how to kill them, and like how they're dangerous so he can do his job effectively. And so he hears about this baby that has grown into some sort of monster. And what this monster does is it lives you know, under the castle. And it comes out once a month or so on the night of the moon, and then it eats people. And they don't, the king is like, don't kill it, that's my daughter. I hope someone can turn it back. And so people have been trying to turn it back or trying to kill it for a long time. And uh hasn't worked out. So he goes in there, and he's like, hey, I'll, I'll kill this thing. And the guy that tells him about it is like, if you kill it, we'll pay you. Just tell the king that, you know, you couldn't turn her back and you're very sorry. And you killed it in self-defense. Yes. And then he goes to see the king. The king's like, I know people are going to say, you know, just tell me you killed it in self-defense. But if you know how to turn it back, please do that because it's my daughter. And Geralt is like, I know how to turn it back because that's the thing I do, baby. He's like, all you have to do is keep it up all night. It's like the opposite of taking care of a baby. <laughs> yeah. You got to keep it up so it stops becoming a man-eating demon and just becomes kind of a bratty kid who will revert to a child but also be a feral child because she hasn't learned how to do anything well it's been 14 years of just eating peasants and shit i like that to prepare for, like his, he's like i know what to do Geralt. that is 
because he's such a badass. And he's like, you know, very taciturn and just cool. Gruff. And he goes in. He's like, all right, I have to stay awake all night. And it's like, oh, I have to wait till the cock crows three times. Like, there's probably no cock around here. What he does, though, he takes out some vials of shit and like drinks it. So he's like, I got to get high to kill this baby. <laughs> so he just get, takes the shit. And then, it's like, I, I, can't, I, can't, I can't kill a baby straight. I need, to, I need to take the edge off a little. And he just takes some unnamed substances. Well, they, that, they don't go like, much him, into it in this one. But what they, he can do magic, a few magic spells. But he also, witchers are very good at basically some kind of alchemy. They make potions that grant them certain abilities or make them like able to, like this one makes them able to see in the dark better or like weird shit like that. So it's a very role playing game ish. <laughs> it is. It is very much like that. Um, but he's got to go fight this monster because for the past 15 or so years, she has been fucking spazzing out in the basement. <laughs> <laughs> This is spazzing out in the basement by hoofhearted. Wow. That's, it, I saw this one for like a month. I was like, I'll never be able to use that. And I was like, wow, this thing looks perfect. <laughs> it's an India style lager. And it is 7.2%. Tastes like an IPA. Yeah. But it's an Which IPL. I don't really know like the, is it like just to see if I can kind of thing? Because... Uh, like what's the point? I guess, but you know, keep pushing those boundaries. But yeah, it's it's good. It tastes, it tastes like an IPA, even though it's an Ipple. <laughs> which sounds like one of the creatures that he makes up in this. Some of them have ridiculous names. I like the black anus. That's one of my favorite the creatures. Black anus. Well, it's black anus, but still, <laughs> like, <laughs> it's the it's A N N I S. I'm like, that's fucking oh, yeah. too close. That's anus. <laughs> this fucking dumb Polak can't even spell it right. <laughs> What a shitty monster. The black anus. It sucks in everything. Speaking of sucking in everything, why don't Polish women use vibrators? Because they always chip their teeth. (laughs) (laughs) Moving back to this story. So weird. This is if Polish people are a dumb joke. It's not really any. There's not to be much to it. Like the Polish education system. (laughs) Well, did you hear about... uh, I mean, sometimes they're, they're engineering... Doesn't leave a bit to be desired. You hear about the the new Polish submarines that have screen doors. Yeah, that's why the rest of the Polish Navy. You know why they have a uh, glass bottom boats in the Polish Navy. That's so they could see the old Polish Navy. <laughs> it's just, for a, isn't it a landlocked country? <laughs> uh, no, it has some access to the sea, I think. But uh, but they just keep drowning. Well, you know, it's funny you mention that because actually, one an admiral, a Polish admiral. Uh, died recently. It's the last time they're no longer doing burials at sea because five guys drowned digging his grave. (laughs) 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 Both jokes. Uh, (laughs) So... So he he makes the baby stay up all night and it doesn't hurt him. He, like, is just badass and... Well, it does hurt him... At the very end. Well, once it's no longer a killing baby, once it's just a feral well, he, bitch. He tricks it because it gets him, he gets, a, gets it to like get away from the coffin, and then he just goes inside the coffin and closes it, yeah. so it can't take a nap. <laughs> and he sleeps in there. He goes, he, yeah, he takes like, the nap. Yeah, this is my nap, baby. <laughs> because much like some picky, annoying children, this creature doesn't think, I'll just nap on the f- this other spot. And it's like, no, I only know one thing. <laughs> That's where sleeping happens. <laughs> You put me in my goddamn sleep sack. <laughs> the so nightlight's not on. Up, when he wakes up, it's it's no longer a striga, but a, a shia, because it's a girl again. <laughs> She's strigon. Yeah. And so he, like, pokes it with a stick, like, hey, you good? And then she slashes him with her fucking nails, because she hasn't cut her nails in 15 years. And he's like, oh, that that's going to leave a boo-boo. And then he uh, knocks her out, and she gets better, or she gets unconscious, and eventually everything works out. And he's got to go like to the doctor because his neck is bleeding. And that's kind of where the the interstitial frame parts come from, right? Like he's he's re- you know, rehabbing. It's kind of hard to tell sometimes. Like at uh, some the points, first, it was a like few there of them are, did a few of them, yeah. Did, but others, some did. of some of them, 
it, it wasn't clear what timeline it was on because some of them, yeah, they were like, oh, that happened next, and then it goes to another thing. But sometimes it was like, and we jump back to this other thing happening, and it was kind but of I, confusing. I thought it was, you know, because he got his throat slashed, and then in that next little segment where yeah. he's hanging out in the, the palace or the temple or whatever, and she's like, you can't move, you can't do anything, no heavy lifting for six months. And uh, how am I supposed to jack it? <laughs> <laughs> but then uh, it just launches into the next story. So the first story was called The Witcher, and the next section is called the Gr- A Grain of Truth. And this one is basically Beauty and the Beast, because he finds some dead people, and he's like, oh, potential work. And then he finds this mansion with a ridiculous, cranky, lion-headed man. He literally walks into the courtyard of this castle, and, a, and the guy, this guy comes out, and he's got the head of a lion. And the guy's like, hey, who the fuck are you? And Don't Geralt you is like, my lawn. <laughs> <laughs> Geralt is like, I'm a witcher. And the, and the guy, the lion-headed guy is like, you know, you sound interesting. Why don't you come in and have dinner? And well, they so get they into do. this whole like weird, polite off. where He's like, but I'm a guest. And he's like, God damn it, you're a guest? And you should invite me in. I don't want to, I guess I should invite your bitch ass in. And they just... He's like, so then they have this weird... So he finally, like, say, like, he finally sings Be 60s, Our He's like, come on, you old yeah. son of a gun, you dumb bitch. <laughs> and then Lumiere finally sings Be Our Guest. He's yeah, like, oh, pretty much. Mm, where is that? Because when you get the guy's backstory, dust, uh. <laughs> it really is like he's alone in a castle, but he's a monster alone in a castle, and he has these, like, these inanimate objects that actually are animate now and like do all his housework for him. And it's like, oh, it's just like Beauty and the Beast. And a curse has been put on him because, well, this is a little darker because he raped a priestess, but it's, yeah. the curse His family been... was like bandits. Yeah. But the objects are inanimate, and he animates them because he can do magic, but his magic is limited to household chores. Which he says, I can do lady magic, basically. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this book is pretty sexist. Oh, yeah. I mean, maybe for Eastern Europe, it's pretty progressive, but for today's standards, it's wow, like, wow, these are... These references and... Comparisons they make to women all the time are intense. Like camping. <laughs> Not Polish camping. Intense. Uh, <laughs> no. Uh, well, you know, if you are camping in Polish, <laughs> if you are camping in Poland, uh, you might have this predicament. It's rare, but how would you get a one-armed Polish guy out of a tree? Wave to him. <laughs> <laughs> no? No more Polish jokes? All right. I was, you know, Polish camps usually oh, yeah. I was, are less fun. I was going to take the high road with that. <laughs> well, I mean, we're talking about Poland during the war. Did you hear about the <laughs> Polish kamikaze flyer who flew 48 successful missions? <laughs> <laughs> that poor horse. Anyway. <laughs> so anyway, this story, they have a long dinner. And then finally, throughout the dinner, the guy, whose name is Nivellen, that's the, that's the lion-headed guy. Nivellen, yeah. He says that, well, all the local fathers with ugly daughters bring their daughters to me, and then they get to live here, and they get used to it. It's fine. They don't have to do any housework, and their father isn't there to beat them anymore. And then he gives them a lot of money and in exchange for loaning money. their daughter to them for a year. But... At the end of the dinner, Geralt realizes, oh no, something is, there's, there's, there's something you haven't told me. And that is that there's like a vampire bat mo- lady monster outside, and then he fights it. It's a Bruxa. But the, it's, it, yeah, but the guy, the, the lion guy, like, he's like, she's cool. Don't worry about her. It's I'm like, so she's lonely. A, she's a vampire, but she's hot, man. Come on. <laughs> I don't know what she says when she talks. I don't even know what language it is, but she's very hot. <laughs> she lets me jack it onto her feet, and that's it's pretty cool. So just, like, don't, don't fuck that up for me, man. Or really touch my blue my spot here, Gary. Well, I can tell she's not Polish because, <laughs> you know, uh, you know, my Polish women don't like sucking cock, right? <laughs> Because they have to spend like 10 minutes getting the feathers out of their mouth afterwards. <laughs> so, yeah, they fight. <laughs> and then she's about to like uh, kill Geralt because she's like a super powerful bat creature who screams real loud because that's what women do, I guess, in this book. They just yell. 
And then, <laughs> then Nivellen is just like, oh, I can't let you kill my new friend. And so he stabs her in the heart with a giant stick. And then he turns back into a man. Because in the end, he broke the spell. Because the only cure was true love. Because she did love him. But he had to, but he had to like lose it because of the angry priestess that he raped and she killed herself before casting some sort of you know spell on him. And then you're just like, okay, sure. moving right along. These are dark so far. And then uh, the next one is oh, the next one is with the uh, Snow Whiteish story, right? The Snow White one, which is uh, another hell of a story with uh, the girl who uh, he, he he comes across a wizard. Strigobor, which is my second favorite dinosaur. Um, <laughs> Strigobor is living in this tower with his like virtual reality sex girlfriend. Yeah, who just <laughs> just just banging this fake lady. It's and, all a spell. Uh, he's like, Geralt, you got to help me out, man. Someone's coming for me. They're going to kill me. He's like, Well, last time we hung out, you were a real dick bag. So I don't really care if you die. And he's like, Hey, man. That's fucked up. He's like, well, go fuck yourself, dude. And he leaves. And everybody's like, you got to help the wizard. I don't remember why. I don't think it's that the, the, the problem is like the, the lady who shows up whose name is like Ren, Renfrey or something like that, right? Renfrey, yeah. And she has some sort of like papers from the king or some bullshit that like you can't. She hit. has permission to kill him. Yeah. But like you can't hit me unless I do something wrong. Meh, meh. And so everyone's like, oh, we don't really want her to do that. But if we like preemptively do anything to her then that's a problem they can't minority reporter no they can't they can't do it because it would be you know they're told not to it's kind of like the polish guy who is <laughs> it's a polish guy driving it's a very fancy sports car that he just purchased i think this is in one of the other stories and he is driving yeah that's it a, is. this is in book two yeah. it is a book two, and he, he's driving and he's driving through the american south and he gets to one of those like towns with like all good old boys who are like oh this fancy polock here so they, they pull him out of his car, and they say, oh, you think you're going to show off with your nice set of wheels over here? And, this, and one guy says, I got an idea. So he draws a circle on the ground, says, you've got to stand in this circle, and you can't leave. And he stands in the circle, and they all just start fucking up his car, you know, breaking the windows and kicking it and keying it and shit. And then they look over when they're done, and they look at the Polish guy, and he's, he's laughing at them. And they say, what do you think so funny? He's like, oh, I don't know if you guys realize, but I stepped out of the circle like nine times. And... <laughs> 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 I don't so, know if we can leave these in. By the way, <laughs> we can leave some in. I'll put a uh, bunch. You, I'll, you just leave whatever yeah, you think is right. A bunch of them. But uh, so this this story is one of the ones where it, the the line between good guy and bad guy basically doesn't exist because everyone's terrible. Because the wizard was like, you know what? Back in the day. There was this eclipse, and a bunch of babies were born, mutated afterwards. So I had to cut them up and see why they were mutated. And I had to send people out alive. to murder them, and then I had to steal these babies. Yeah, and then I could, and then I could then do, you know, then I could cut no, them for up science. and see what happened, just in case. And, and this girl was one of them, or was supposed to be one of them, but she was like a princess or some shit, right? Yeah, and yeah. then uh, yeah. Her stepmother doesn't like her there because she wants her own kids to take over the throne. So when her dad dies, the stepmother tries to have her killed by sending her out with a huntsman who allegedly kills her. But she got away and lived lived with a bunch of gnomes and became like highwaymen and robbed and murdered people. And uh, eventually... She kills all the dwarves, or the, the, haha, the dwarves. She kills all the gnomes, and uh, she gets trapped at the bottom of a mine by Stregobor. Turned into a big crystal or something yeah. stupid. But then some dumbass prince saw her and broke the curse because he wanted to get with her. Uh, but she's like, nah, son, I'm good. So Stregobor is now being hunted by this chick. And then she shows up, or like... Geralt goes to meet her in the tavern with her henchmen, and she shows up, and she's like, hey, let me tell you my side of the story. Uh, they sent me away with that huntsman to kill me, and instead he raped me and cut me loose in the forest because he felt bad. And then I spent the next bunch of years being a child prostitute to survive, and everything sucked all the time for my whole life, and that sucks. 
He's like, yeah, you're right. You should probably kill that guy, but I, you can't kill the guy because that's bad and, you know, you can't be killing people. And he's like, I'm going to kill him. He's like, you really shouldn't. He's like, I'm going to fucking kill him. And he's like, all right, well, I'll see you later maybe. And then she goes to his room that night and they bang because that's what he does because that's he's the cool guy. He's like the, you know, James Bond. Well, yeah. she tries to convince him to like let her Geralt to why don't you just go kill Stregobor? Yeah. He's like, nah, I really can't do that. And she's like, okay, fine. But then they fuck. But she says, all right, I'll, I'll leave. You're right. I won't do it. And then she bangs him. And then in the morning, and he's it's like, cool because oh, she's fuck. got boobies. It's like, oh, boobies. Well, he, you know, he treats her like it's a, a, a Polish wedding night. <laughs> you know what husbands give their wives that's long and hard on their wedding night, right? Dictionary. Their last name. <laughs> oh, is their last name? <laughs> their last name. <laughs> well, that reminds me of when, uh, you know, why Polish people don't like going to, they get very confused when they go to the optometrist, the optician, whatever the fuck the right word is for it. When they're like, can you read this line? And they're looking at it and they're like, I fucking know that guy. You know? Like <laughs> <laughs> I actually saw a joke about that today. Like, can you CWJY? Yeah, fuck. He owes me money. <laughs> <laughs> so the next day he gets up and he's going to go and he realizes, like, she's not going to leave town. She's going to kill him. She's going to start killing people in the marketplace until we give him up. And so he goes out to the marketplace. She tells a story how she did that somewhere else. Yeah, it was like but a was, hostage situation kind of thing. But he was thing. blinded by the boobies, so he didn't realize it for a little while. Yeah. And he saw the boobies. He's like, yeah, man, kill him. I don't, I don't care. Uh, <laughs> but then he finds all her henchmen and, you know, easily dispatches all of them, even though, like, the greatest henchmen in, you they're, know, they're gnomes. The, the tri-state area. <laughs> These ones aren't gnomes. These ones are regular-sized people. Hey, the gnomes boob- she had already killed Names like... Day. Fifteen is one of the yeah, guys. They names. were they were uh, they were humans, and some were half elves. So they were all regular sized gnomes. Get punted, um, but then he <laughs> kills all of them, and then she shows up and is like, hey, "We shouldn't fight." He's like, "I'm going to fight you. I already banged you once. I don't need you again." So he kills her, and Stregosaurus is like, "Cool man, thanks." And he's like, "You're a dick, Stregosaurus," and that's the end of that story. And the guy's like, "I guess right? I'll I'll leave." And then, but then Geralt... He gets the, kicked out of town because the, he killed the, all the people. The guy who has the very, like, Welsh-looking name, Caldeman or something like that was his name, was the alderman that Geralt knew. And he's like, you need to get the fuck out and never come back. You fucked up our brunch special <laughs> at the Applebee's here in town. Everything's ruined. Get out. We had just started indoor dining again. <laughs> and... <laughs> <laughs> And now we all have to quarantine for two weeks. Uh, you know, I, I noticed you don't even have a mask. It's it's really rude. And, you know, much like a half Italian, half Polish guy, he makes him an offer he can't understand. <laughs> <laughs> There's so many. I know. There's really so many. Do you have a list? I, I've been thinking about all the Polish jokes I've heard in my life. And I, I have some more. There's some, like, long-winded ones. I don't know if I could use, but... There's so fucking stupid, there's so many fucking dumb Polish jokes out there. You might think, because we have a vaguely successful book and beer podcast that we figured everything out. Emphasis on vaguely. Very vaguely. Well, as most other podcasters refer to our podcast, they say, what? (laughs) You you might think we figured it all out. But even we could benefit from some tips sometimes. And that's where life coaching comes in. And of all the life coaches we know, our favorite is Tracy Michelle Bullock founder of Simplicity Do Your Dream. She's a writer, a former startup COO and doula, HR professional, and creative thinker who is relatable, wacky, real, and very much an expert in all things work and job related. She is a uh, career and creativity coach who supports job seekers, freelancers, artists, entrepreneurs, and any other professional who wants an expert eye and ear to spitball, strategize, and offer any other kind of support for their career aspects of their lives and work. If you want to connect, Tracy offers free 30-minute meet-and-greet calls. You can book via Instagram or the website, simplicitydoyourdream.com. And 20% off your first month of coaching if you drop Drunk Guys via scheduling a call, email, or direct message. So if you'd like to connect, check out Tracy on Instagram at Tracy Michelle Bullock. That's Tracy Michelle with one L, 
B-U-L-L-O-C-K, or you can go to our website at simplicitydoyourdream.com to learn more and schedule a meet and greet. And now, back to us. Well, okay, the next yeah, story. next story. Called a question. Oh, can we just say price. the last story was called the lesser evil, which really fits what you guys are saying about it being a uh, morally ethically ambiguous. ambiguous. Yeah, Game of Thrones is also a you know fantasy story, but it is definitely not black and white. It is definitely meant to be both darker and mostly regular people being awful to each other, and not just like the ultimate good versus the ultimate evil. Okay, so the next story is called a question of price. And in this one, it starts out with Geralt being sort of like invited into a castle and he's just told, you're going to a banquet and you can't bring your weapons. Like, oh, okay, great. And so he gets there and the queen, Queen Calanthe, tells him this whole story that says, I need you to do, I know what a witcher is and I need you to do this thing which is to stop fate, to don't let fate happen, or whatever. You Something have to. Like that. You have to make sure that the I get I get the outcome. Destiny I want, does not happen, despite what is supposed to happen, which is her daughter's going to get married. You just have to stop destiny. Yeah. That's all. It's like a big debutante and so ball dinner the, thing they're at, and, and it's the it's her it's her you know it's her debut. And she's and so her daughter is just turning fifteen, and then uh, there are all these dudes at the wedding who are literally going to ask her to marry them because then they become king, you know, because that's what they want to marry the daughter. Of, and because because the king is already dead, and their mother wants her to get married to one of these guys because then they will be allies, and these guys are basically the Irish people of this world. They're sea pirates. Kind of. They're island people who talk like Irish folks. They they didn't, like, mention the potatoes enough for me to get the Irish vibe. They mentioned their plaid and their... No, and and in Poland. uh, (laughs) They're like, why why aren't these inside of dumplings, these potatoes? This this is your wasted pierogi. (laughs) It's a wasted pierogi meat. (laughs) Pierogi meat. (laughs) It's a pierogi in its natural habitat. The undomesticated, the feral pierogi. There, I really hope there's an episode of uh, Yogi Bear where his Polish cousin Pierogi Bear comes <laughs> and, and he's just incredibly bumbling. So, in the middle, so in the middle of the dinner, a guy, wear, a knight wearing full armor and definitely a mask or like you know a helmet. Uh, it gets up and says, I demand that she marry me because 15 years ago, I rescued her father from a, a pit? From the bottom of a ravine. Yeah. <laughs> he fell down. I was like, I'll help you if I can fuck your daughter in 15 years. It's like, sure, man, whatever. Just get me out of here. Well, he, he phrased it as like, you will give me the first thing you see that's He said that new. which you do not expect. Yeah, and he's like, well, I, I overtrusted this fart. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> <so>. Open up. <laughs> Do you want it like a bag? <laughs> Hold up both hands. It was a lot. <laughs> so anyway, so he, the guy makes this, tells this whole story. What's the guy's name? Um, uh, Ultron or something stupid like that. Urcheron, Urcheon. Urcheon or something like that, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Urchion, and then he's telling this whole thing, but but Geralt is there also with a druid who can also do some magic. And, and then, my favorite character's name, Mouse Sack. <laughs> Mouse Sack, yeah. <laughs> the guy with the littlest dick in the kingdom. <laughs> Mouse Sack. <laughs> and his brother, Ratcock. <laughs> and so... Uh, the man says, or, or Urchion says, I demand, your daughter named Pavetta says, I demand that she marry me. And Geralt says, well, I'm here. You know, he, he's like, pretends to, he's like, I'm not going to pretend. I'm just a witcher. And I, there's a part of this story you're not telling, which is that the daughter must agree. It's up to her. Does she want to marry you? And then all eyes turn to her and she says, yes. And everyone's like, wait, what? 
that's not I was the gonna way fuck supposed her. to happen. Give me a break. I'm like, who, who is this guy? Anyway, so, and then it turns out right at that moment, Pavetta sort of like tries to destroy everyone with magic because she, she has a BF. only <laughs> only manifested her magic powers right Some here. Some of the people right got now, scared they had a BM. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But also, before before she has her magic attack, they're like, "Take off your hat, guy," isn't it? Or does that happen afterwards? No, if he he, he at first just at, after. At no, first no, it was he just wouldn't before. take it, it off. Just before, like, Can you take yeah. off your fucking helmet? And he's like, "No, I can't take it off at midnight." It's like Sir Gawain and the Green Knight. And she's yeah. like, "All right, I'll allow it," because the Queen is really threatening Geralt hardcore. Because the Queen knows that this is that she knew this was going to happen, and this is what he's supposed to stop. But he's. Geralt, for all his faults, he's very into the rules of etiquette and uh, pacts. So he knows that it has to be up to the daughter because that's the way these bonds work. So he's like, all right, man, take off your hat. Or someone is. And it turns into midnight. And then he takes off his hat. And he's a dog boy. And she's like, yeah. No, he turns into a human at midnight. But before midnight, he's got a dog boy Well, he thought... That it was midnight when he took his hat off because the queen had moved up the bells so they would trick him, saying, Ah, oh, it's midnight. So he took off his hat and he was still a dog. And that was why everyone was confused when he says, Yeah, I'm going to marry the dog. And they're like, What the fuck? He's a dog. And so then she has her bitch fit magic attack. Uh, and then everybody starts fighting because everyone wants to marry this, this princess. And then after her bitch fit, it turns then, into actual. Well, there's, midnight. A, well, there's a big. F- there's a big fight scene where Geralt and the druid dude have to like use their magical powers to subdue her. And then eventually they do. And then they get the whole story out of everybody. And it turns out that the dude had actually been sneaking in to see the princess, but only after midnight He's hitting it. <laughs> And she's pregnant with pups. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> she's got a litter on the way. <laughs> but now he's a human again because it's after midnight and this curse has been broken. And the mom's like, ah, you're good, guys. Get married. I'm sorry. I was being a real bitch. Do you think they did it doggy style? They only <laughs> could. <laughs> and then oh. Geralt is like, by the way, you know, I did you the service. Now you owe me. And she's like, yeah, what do you want? And he's like, all right. In six years, I'll be back because this kid is going to have babies and I'm going to come back for that kid because people born under these magical circumstances, they could have special abilities. And if it's a special baby, I'm going to take it and make it a witcher because that's how witchers get made. They get taken as young children and they get experimented on and a bunch die, but the ones that live end up as witchers. Which they hint at in some of the stories that happened to Geralt, who is, yes. and we should say he has, he has white hair, ooh, from all these experiments they did on him. And like cat's eyes. He does have cat's eyes. He can see in the dark. It's handy. And he's, he's strong, and he can heal quickly, and he can do magic. And he can take potions that would kill regular people, just make him have better breath. <laughs> well, they're, you know, he's got some, you know, they're pretty potent magical elixirs he drank, you know, complex things. Which reminds me, <laughs> Polish joke. <laughs> you know, these things are hard to make. So it just reminds me, you know, you know, if you've been to Poland, you know they don't have any they don't have any ice cubes there? Do you know why they don't have ice cubes in Poland? Because the one person who knew the recipe died. And, uh... <laughs> <laughs> so they could definitely not handle the recipes for these magic elixirs, is what I'm trying to say. Speaking of recipes, do you have a beer? I do have a beer. And you know what? You know what? You know what also has a recipe? Cobbler. But Polish cobbler is always just shoes. <laughs> Real hard to chew. Just a plate of shoes. <laughs> no, it's in a pie crust. <laughs> oh my god! So this beer is called Carolina Cobbler Blackberry, which is a Berliner Weiss with blackberry, vanilla, cinnamon, graham crackers, and lactose from Divine Barrel Brewing in Charlotte, North Carolina. So, a while ago now, I actually went there, right before COVID, actually. Uh, I went to North Carolina and went to this brewery, and we had uh, one or two of the beers on the podcast. And then a friend of mine at work 
texted me. He's like, oh, someone got signed me up for this beer of the month club thing, but I don't want to drink some of these beers. They just seem too weird for me. So I'll just give them to you next time I see you at work. I was like, absolutely. And this is one of those beers. He's like, yeah, I don't know what any of this shit is. It's a Berliner thing and Blackberry. Uh, that, that doesn't sound like my kind of beer. I was like, I will, I will give it a good home. And take so one for the team. Yeah, let's, let's see if I made a good, I mean, it was free. So I definitely made a good decision, but let's see how good a decision. You know, just reading it. I'm expecting to be like those ridiculous dessert Berliner vices, like the other half one we had together. The crunchy, whatever the fuck it was. It's not that sweet. It is it's very tasty, but it is still quite tart. But it's nice. Um, I don't really get like hints of graham cracker, but definitely taste vanilla, blackberry, and cinnamon in here. So it's kind of nice. Speaking of kind of nice, yeah. who's kind of nice to us? The people at Patreon are very nice, Jimmy. Uh, if people who like to support the podcast can head over to patreon.com slash Drunk Guys Book Club where they can support the podcast uh, in exchange for, of course, early access to episodes, exclusive content, tangible goods, participating in our monthly book poll, getting shouted out in those episodes, and participating in our quarterly live episodes we do. That's your thing. You could head over there to support the podcast. And if it's not, then you could also help support the podcast by leaving us a review wherever you're listening and just telling a friend to check it out. Speaking of checking it out, we're going to check out the fifth story because there's two left. So the fifth one is pretty stupid. Uh, Wouldn't there be three? So the last left? one is like the stupid, the stupid. Five, five, six, and seven. What? There's six stories, I thought. Because you're counting the frame story. Oh, okay. all right, yeah. Six and frame. So the sixth, the fifth story is the edge of the world, which is with Geralt and his friend Dandelion. Geralt, what the fuck his name it's a is? Very hard G. Geralt. So the the fifth story starts with Geralt and Dandelion, uh, who's a giant weed. <laughs> <laughs> Dandelion is his friend, the troubadour, and this guy fucks mainly. But isn't that what Geralt does? Geralt fucks. Uh, Geralt fucks like you know, like the choice ladies in the stories, and Dandelion uh, will fuck everything. I see, and drinks a lot because he's a he's you know he's Steven Tyler. <laughs> they do drink at a lot of beer in this book. They're constantly drinking beer. It's pretty. It felt felt like being home. <laughs> <laughs> so they're trying to fucking work or some shit and uh the locals are telling stories of some bullshit and i was skimming really hard for this story i don't remember what they happens. were trying to find a job to take to like kill a monster that like, we don't have any monsters around here blah, blah blah or we do and they're all fake and the guy they find another guy is like i've got a real story for you we got to come to my place it's like yeah that sounds safe let me show so you my go monster to his place it's like we've got a devil which is just devil spelled wrong yeah. <laughs> um, and they're like, that's not real, but I'll check it out anyway. And it's like, this little devil, he does mischief. He's kind of a dick. We give him lots of like tribute stuff like food and, you know, things like that. But he just keeps like shitting in our chimneys and messing up our crops and, <laughs> you know, peeing on our children. And they're like, all right, I'll check it out. <laughs> and they go into Very the woods. Particular yeah. He's kind of, he's, he's kind of just like a dick, like a poltergeist kind of. And they go, and in the forest is a little goat thing. And he's like, hey, man, I'm a fucking devil. And Geralt's like, that's a sylvan. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter at all. And so the goat thing is like, I'm going to fuck you up. And he starts throwing metal balls and hits him in the face with them. So he basically teabags them both into submission. <laughs> and then there's a whole bunch of like bullshit where they get knocked out by elves, and the elves are using the devil to get green because the elves are a haughty people but they've been pushed out of their lands and they don't know how to farm because they're all stupid and so they have to like blackmail people into getting them grain sacks and that oh, which is a terrible is, disease grain yeah. sack grain sack yeah you don't want very that. itchy it's <laughs> mostly just chaff but then the priestess from town shows up and she's like and they're like oh shit our bad and then they fucking decide, okay, we're not going to kill you, Geralt and Dandelion, and we're just going to go, and we'll be back in a few thousand years when we starve to death instead. And they're like, cool, thanks. And that was easily the dumbest story of all of them. Made the least sense. I guess it was just to introduce the concept of elves into the world, but it wasn't done very well. 
It's not really hard to... I mean, it's a fucking fantasy novel. They, I would assume there are elves. Yeah. There are elves in this, and they are long-lived well, there assholes. are no strudel they're, goblins. They're, I mean, so there might be strudel goblins. We don't know yet. But the, there are long-lived haughty assholes. That's exactly what the elves are in Lord of the Rings. <laughs> they live forever, and they think they're better than yep. everyone, and they're dicks. Th- these ones are, like, more dick, though. Like, they never help. They're just assholes. Hmm. And they're bigger, I think, also. Weren't all the elves like seven feet tall in Lord of the Rings? They were all taller than uh, men. Uh, well, in the movies, they were above average. Well, they made them they much more very hot. They, they were Hugo Weaving. They, they made them all effeminate and with uh, with with really fucking sharp widow's peaks. And uh, oh yeah, elves are known for their widow's peaks. Well, it's a dominant trait. Uh, <laughs> so you know, in a, and there's in a, no in a, subs among the elves in a constricted uh, gene pool like that. It's it's natural, right, Nate? You've studied this shit. Elves. So the final story. <laughs> Elven lineage. Final story is called The Last Wish, where he meets Yennefer. Which is Jennifer in the Spanish the accent. Hot sorceress. <laughs> She's definitely hey, Spanish. Oh. So in this story, Geralt and Dandelion are fishing when they fish up a genie. Isn't that like a very out of character thing for him to be doing at this point in the story? Like, he just wanders Fishing? the earth kicking ass and killing things. Like, how about a nice day on the lake? <laughs> Dandelion is his hanging out friend. So, you know, on his off days, because, you know, you can't be killing monsters every day. He just wanders the land alone by himself all the time. But when he's, like, having some beers and fishing with the bros, but he's only got one. But he's got the troubadour guys like, this will make a really shitty song. <laughs> song yeah. about me going fishing with my pal. Just seems like not a, it just seems a little ridiculous but what are they doing there nate besides fishing accidentally fish up a genie but the genie instead of granting three wishes actually attacks them and uh Geralt manages to use a exorcism spell and get the genie to kind of like stop attacking them but dandelion is badly hurt crushed his vocal cords maybe won't won't even be able to sing again I really thought there was going to be a joke in here that he didn't do, which was the, he brings the troubadour dandelion to the like to the, the to the town. It says, "Can you help him?" And he says, "Oh, he may never be able to talk again." And I thought they were going to have Geralt go, "Yes, <laughs> thank God, <laughs> he can't." How talk. much do I have to pay for that? Like, Is that he, extra? <laughs> didn't do it, but anyway, so. But the elves in town, they like they can't help them, but they say, "Oh, you need to go over to get the the sorceress, the wizard lady, in the other." But it's the middle of the night at this point, so you need to go either to the other town. No, no she's, she's in town, anyway, but she's so the only one in town. Same right town, now. but different house. But yeah, she has she's with the like she's rich. living with the ambassador because magic is currently being taxed in this town, <laughs> okay. and so she's using diplomatic immunity to cast tax free <laughs> magic. <laughs> He's used to Soviet bureaucracy. <laughs> Yennefer is a staunch libertarian. <laughs> he has to bring her apple juice, but it's also like the middle. He of brings the night. her juice More in bed, like and her boobs are out. And he's like, "Yeah, let's do magic." She's like, "Cool." <laughs> yeah, this was definitely not subtle. Like, oh yeah, they're they're into each other. And then he, Yennefer is like, I will, okay, I will help. But first, we must get in the bath together, but I'm invisible. getting in separate baths. (laughs) Okay, get in the bath next door, next next to each other. But I'm going to be invisible, but you're still going to look at me the whole time, aren't you? And, And then he explains, like, what happened, and she's like, okay, fine, I can do some magic, I guess, to help him. And then they go, she gets rest, and then they go, and then they, she goes to the, the other place where Dandelion is to help him, except one of the elves is like, you should watch out. She's like, and, and, and she's tricky. And Geralt is like, is like, I don't know what you mean. I thought she was fine. And then the, and then the, the elf is like, you know, it's like, oh, you think the scorpion is better than the spider? It's like, oh no, she's. She's the killer. Watch out for her. They also they keep referencing how uh, sorceresses are usually girls who were ugly because no one would marry them, so they just became wizards so they could cast magic spells to give themselves plastic surgery. 
So they all have mean attitudes. They all yeah. have ugly girl attitudes. That's why they're bitches. It's like, wow, that's an outlook on life, Andre. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then you get this whole backstory about how if wizards can capture a genie, then they can do all of this really crazy, insane magic that's way more powerful. And so uh, Geralt figures out that Yennefer is actually, she's going to try and capture the genie, but has some like trick where he's stuck between wishes. Well, it's that she, right. They they try and find, they try and, um, she tries to get Dandelion to cast the last wish because she can only catch him after he's been freed from his current master. And this is after she sent Geralt uh, mind controlled into town to beat up all the council town council uh, who are passing uh, trying to pass legislation against her to kick her out of town because they don't like witches but they love <laughs> taxes. Um, so she sends him after that, and he starts spanking guys in the street. He's like, "Oh, he wakes up. It's like, oh, I've done a bad thing." <laughs> and then they realize, "Oh." Everyone got tricked by Geralt again because he's the trickiest son of a bitch in the world. Because Dandelion was never the genie's master. Geralt was a master because he has the djinn's seal on him. So she can't capture the djinn, even though she's trying to, and it's destroying the whole city because she, he has still got one wish left because he offhandedly said some wishes along the way. And so he goes to save her because she's hot. Uh, basically, uh, that's, that's the reason I, I'm, I'm not making that up. She is because she's hot and yeah, it's basically he, he's like, and she's like, you need to have, you need to like ask for the final wish, ask for the final wish. And it doesn't say what the wish is. It was, an, it was anal, but the wish is, I want her to fuck me. <laughs> that's, it's that, something, that's the, it's that's something more complicated wish. than that. I forget. I know. I, I think I, you learn what it is in later books, but it's something like their. I, I forget what it is exactly, but it's something like their fates are intertwined it's like forever. He wants to give her a Cleveland steamer. He wants yes. something a little more. And she's like, I've never complex. been to Cleveland. Let me tell you what it's about. Let me smell you what it's about. <laughs> and then uh, he looked into her, quote, cold, penetrating, angry eyes, angry and wise eyes, which were those of a hunchback. <laughs> it's like, wow, she must have been really ugly, which is why she's now a very powerful wizard. Because <laughs> she had so much magic power to make her into a hot lady. Though they said she's not that hot, but they she is. She's not beautiful in a conventional sense, but you know, she's, she's but in a physical sense, yes. <laughs> very uh elaborate uh boobage for him to yes, uh, a boobage. And so she's like, Wow, that was a crazy last wish, and then they make out and they bang in the healing chamber because she's never going to heal from what he's doing to her. And then tearing her open. the book, uh, the final story ends, and you're like, what was the wish? I better read it in book point oh seven five. Um, <laughs> and then it goes, you know, there's the frame that doesn't really matter too much, but they, you, you realize the final book, final chapter is about Yennefer. And because they keep hinting at his, you know, his paramour Yennefer for the in the frame because it's kind of like a flashback thing for the last one, and you're like, oh, I guess this is an important person, and then the frame ends and he goes off on adventures, and it doesn't really matter how it ends because the frame is stupid. Well, they're like, someone's like, this, you're gonna die or you're gonna be covered, you're gonna have a really violent, shitty future. And he's like, yeah, I knew that. That's Thanks. what I do every day. And past, bitch. <laughs> and he just it's leaves. not news. That's about it. Yeah. Now, this is basically just a bunch of short stories that introduce the concept, more so than a novel. You know, making this into a TV show, uh, I guess since there's, you know, so much material, like there's actual plot that they could make. But this reminded me of like the way TV worked, say, in the 90s and before, where everything was episodic, just like an adventure. And then it doesn't matter, like I'm watching fucking Quantum Leap or something. Well, that's, this is, I mean, yes, you're right. This is also kind of the way prestige prestige television you know like these uh you know either 10 episode 10 episode seasons on you know netflix or hbo or something like that they need each episode has to have a story arc 
So having these short stories to build one episode into does kind of make but sense. But you still need to plot over the course of the 10 episodes, like, or, you know, there's usually a sum. And I, I haven't seen it, but I'm going to guess that there is an overarching plot. Well, by the time they get to the novels, which are like the third book is the beginning of like the novel series, when it becomes like a series like Lord of the Rings or Game of Thrones, there is a plot. I don't know what it is, but there's a plot. And I assume the show is going to use the show. The show, I believe, is based on the later ones and they throw some other stuff in there, but it's based on parts of the first few books, which include this one. Yeah, that's my guess. And the second season will probably continue like the novel's storyline. Well, it'll probably be very bloody and violent if the the prophecy... They are very violent. It's not the Superman guy, right? Henry Cavill. Yeah. Henry Cavill is a enormous closet nerd. Like, there's videos of him like, look at me building my own PC, like picking out all the parts individually and like putting the motherboard in and like building it so he can play The Witcher because he's... And like, he was the one who really pushed for this show to be made so he could be in it. He's an enormous nerd. Like, a huge Lord of the Rings nerd, all that shit. But he's hot, so people are like, whoa, cool. Fuck that guy. You can't have it all. He can have it all. He has it all. (laughs) You know what? He has no penis. It's like, look at me build my custom PC and drool over me. (laughs) Dweeb. Uh, Not not cool, dude. You get one or the other. You can't. It's not right. He He got both and, like, a third or fourth thing, too. I hate him. (laughs) <laughs> he's probably like a genuinely nice guy too son of a bitch i bet he tells even worse polish jokes i bet he's a vi- virulent racist well he is british so they probably do have some crazy polish jokes over there well did you hear why <laughs> 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 I, I, I didn't get to work these in somewhere so uh well, how come polish names uh, end in ski it's because they don't know how to spell toboggan <laughs> Do you know why the Polish Air Force doesn't? That doesn't make any ski sense at all. Tobog- fucking, it, it doesn't it make a <laughs> lot get of it, sense. But their names don't end in toboggan, so that's because they can't spell it. That's, that's <laughs> the, it's, like, it's not. There's no deeper knowledge. It's a Polish, it's a Polish I, I know, level. I got joke. it. I got it. It just doesn't. Ironically, make Polish jokes anyway. are pretty stupid. <laughs> that's the irony. People didn't realize on the borscht belt in the '60s when they were telling these. Uh, but do you know the Polish? The Polish. This is true. The Polish Air Force doesn't have uh, helicopters in it because every time they they get too high up, the, the pilot gets cold. He turns off the fan. A <laughs> <laughs> uh, road surfacing crew hires a, a Polish guy to paint the lines on the on the road, and in the first day, does ten miles of road. And I'm like, holy shit, this guy's amazing! Like, no one ever does that much. And the next day, only does five miles. And I go, like, oh, you know, maybe he's a little tired. And on day three, only does one mile painting the lines and then so they like, stanislav what happened here he's like well what do you mean i painted painted the lines like but, but you did so much and it keeps getting shorter he's like yeah but i have to keep walking further and further to get to the paint bucket like it's, it's <laughs> i think it's all polish jokes i can remember right now <laughs> oh wait i do remember one more all right <laughs> there's three you know, three men, a Polish guy, and two other people of, a, of an ethnic group you don't want to offend that are <laughs> working on a construction site. And uh, the first guy opens up his lunch. He's like, motherfucker, I'll say he's Italian. And he goes, if my wife gives me spaghetti and meatballs one more fucking time for lunch, I'm going to jump off this building. And you know, they're working on a high-rise building, so that would be certain doom for him. And the next guy, let's say he's, uh, I don't know, he's a kraut. And he goes, if I have fucking Wiener Schnitzel one more time tomorrow, I'm going to jump off too. And the Polish guy goes, and if I have, you know what? If I have pierogies tomorrow, if I get pierogies again tomorrow, I'll fucking jump off the building too. Yeah. So the next day, they open up their lunch boxes, and the Italian guy has uh, eggplant parmesan. He's like, oh, thank God. And the German guy has, I don't know, fucking bratwurst. And the Polish guy, sure enough, he has the, whatever I said, pierogi. And then... What yeah. else would it be? Uh, I'm not sure if it's a parochial kielbasa. He has the same lunch, and he jumps off the building. He's a man of his word. And they're all shocked. You know, They, they didn't take it that seriously. And so then they're at the, uh, the funeral service, and they, they see his, his daughter. You know, as a you know, young woman, but like, you know, not a child. 
So they said, well, I don't understand. You know, your father, we were talking about this. If he was that miserable, why didn't he just just tell your wife not to make that for him again? And she says, my mother died years ago. He made his own lunch. No, no, you don't like that one, Nate. <laughs> oh yeah, they're all stupid. That's, that's the point. <laughs> all of them are stupid. <laughs> okay, so the so, Witcher. What did you think of the book? It's fine. It's. I don't really want to read the rest of them, honestly. But it wasn't the worst thing I've read either. It was fine. It was just. Uh, it's okay. Maybe because I had like read it in a rush to try to finish it for today. And no, kinda, it wasn't that. It was just. It was just okay. It was it wasn't amazing. It wasn't terrible. It was just fine. I thought it was competently written, but it was a little bit weird that it didn't have an overarching story. It kind of like it felt like it was going to, and then it just never arrived. It was just kind of like, oh, here's just a different story. Even though I knew it was just a collection of short short stories at the beginning, it still felt like it was going to be some epic fantasy, and then it's just individual stories. Yeah. I get that. I, I actually, I, th- I thought it was fine. I didn't love it. Um, I do like the the Witcher as a concept. I think the the world that it takes place in is interesting. Uh, you know, like any fantasy world has its own rules and its own the way it does things. And I thought it, I thought it is one of, it is one of the better ones, one of the more interesting ones. I thought this depiction of it was like good for like getting you know an idea of it. But I thought that half the stories were kind of dumb. Half of them were pretty cool, but like half of them were kind of dumb, mm. and that's half the book. So uh, it's, it's the first of it, and maybe it's like you know the first wheel of not the first wheel of time, the first wheel of uh, what the fuck is it? The first Discworld, where he's like getting a feel for it, and they get better as they go because he starts to develop more. Because there's like another book of short stories after this, and I think there's like five books after that, or something like that, four or five. And so by then, you know, you have a, you have a better sense of how the world works because it, it's huge and quite detailed. And there's multiple countries that are having wars and civil wars and, you know, different groups that are having their own inner conflicts. And there's a shitload of characters, like named characters that recur. So this is just like a taste. This is like just the mozzarella sticks at a 15-course dinner. <laughs> so you're like, these are pretty good, but I need a little bit more. What am I kidding? Mozzarella sticks are amazing. These are like... It's just the marinara sauce. It's just the marinara sauce. <laughs> you, don't have the, you don't have the mozzarella There's sticks. There's no yet. mozzarella sticks at all. Uh, but it, it is, you know, it is the... Think of it as an excruciatingly long prologue that gives you a taste but does not present the whole thing. I haven't read any of the others. I played one game and only the third one at that, which is the one everyone knows. But it is... It's, a, it's an interesting world. And it does it does get more interesting. And I'm sorry, Mike, that the character Doo wasn't in this one. But there is a character named Doo at some point. Does he know Weenus from Foundation? <laughs> they are best friends. This is all this the, <laughs> the the eleven year old boy who wrote a book? He's <laughs> the character Doo Doo. <laughs> I mean, this was, I was pretty happy with Black Anus, and there was another name that looked like Clitoris. What was it? It was uh, I wrote it down. Oh, it was. Elocaris, but it was like a monster. It was like a clear, it's a clit monster. Yeah. The Elocaris. One sensitive point. I mean, but it has like this Achilles clit. That's <laughs> how <laughs> so you defeat it. And the Witcher knows all about it. He knows exactly where it is. Yes. I liked, um, occasionally he does like some sort of like magic of kind of bullshit with his hands where he shows up like the sign of the. He does gang. He does uh, crypt signs. He throws crypt signs. Or like. Like the sign of the shocker, and like he just yeah. like, show, like gives him the finger, and then monsters stop bothering him. Hey, man, that's rude. He's like a shocker. He's like, smell my fingers, and then they run away. Uh, I found. I was just looking at my notes. There was a, one more fairy tale thing. Is it mentions a uh, guy who hired me to find a beauty sick of his vulgar advances had fl- who had fled the ball, losing a slipper. Like that's another you know Cinderella oh, yeah. thing. Oh yeah, yeah. I think the rest of them are not like loosely based on fairy tales. That's just like a gimmick he did for this book. I mean, maybe maybe he ran out of fucking fairy tales. So, you know, was... I mean, yeah, but I think all, you know he did it in this one, and then by the time he gets to like a full novel, 
or like full series of books, he has his own story. But there's always there's there are references to oh, there's a lot of folklore stuff because all these I don't think any of them are like monsters he makes up. Maybe like different, slightly different from what they are in terms of like regional folklore. But a lot of them are based on some sort of myth, like weird ones we've never heard of because they're from fucking Eastern Europe. Well, can you explain to me what a were tot is? Because that sounds to me like a half man, half baby. It turns into <laughs> a baby on the full moon. Because like a werewolf, like where that prefix part is an old English word for person or man. That's what a werewolf is. It's a man wolf. So yeah. when I say were tot, like boss a, baby is a were tot. It's, a, it's man a man baby. baby. It's, it's like, a man baby baby. <laughs> so I don't know if it's if it's a, it's a toddler's body with a human head, or much more funny, a human body with a toddler's head. <laughs> it it just, becomes as the toddler's head goes on and becomes a full-sized man with the mind and actions of a baby. So it's much more destructive. Oh, it just and it, it shits itself. As irrational, just fucking cries and tantrums. That sounds that sounds hysterical. But like if we examine the legends and traditions of were tots, and then it just never tells you what a were. Some of the is. stories are probably comedic. Mwah. It roared. <laughs> Scared this fiendish beast. Uh, it, it's it's fine if you're like if you like high fantasy kind of shit. You've probably already read this, frankly. But if not, you might enjoy this. I guess is uh, the the verdict, right? Yeah. What we don't know is, could you just start with the first like book book, the first like series you book? Probably. Could sure you and you would be able to like catch up on things. I don't know for sure. I think that like if if you just read the first book from where it goes, you, you'd get like, oh, this character's important, blah blah blah, because they even hinted at that Yennefer being important before she was introduced. So you kind of just even through hinting, you get like, oh, there are you know, because every book doesn't have how everyone met everybody else. You just understand from context. So mm-hmm. I, I think you probably could, but this seemed the easiest way to start. It is it is wildly popular enough to make it a fucking Netflix show, and it's a you know world famous book series that has a huge following of its own. Uh, you know, it's, just, it's another one of those series that we have done the first one of. Yeah. So uh, tell us what you thought. Send us an email to drunkguysbookclub at gmail dot com. Follow us on Twitter at drunkguysbc, or go to Facebook and Instagram at drunkguysbookclub. And you can always support the podcast by leaving a review, telling someone to listen to it, or heading over to patreon.com slash drunkguysbookclub, or going to our website, drunkguysbookclub.com. Find some merch, because your clothes are shitty. They don't have our logo on them. And wherever you're listening, just go ahead and leave us a review, because that's how people find us. Because the more reviews you have, the more it makes us look like we're famous on the internet, which is what we are trying to be. And you just give us a review of the most stars out of stars available, because if it's less, I will cut myself. (laughs) And check out the Hopped Up Network, a network of independent beer podcasters. And thanks for listening.